The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. The wind of it is first offering just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Hey, everybody. Yes, there. this is still a baseball podcast. We just need baseball to happen. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's baseball betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm, I'm just joking. The Yankees and Guardians got rained out uh, again in this American League Division Series, so they will play today. We'll also get to Phillies and Padres. Find our Payoff Pitch picks by searching Payoff Pitch Podcast in the Action Network app. Brendan Glasheen, your host with... The usual suspects you've heard throughout the month of October. Colin Whitchurch, who is a senior editor at Action Network. Anthony DeBundo joins us because the Phillies play today. So, of course, he's here. If you haven't heard already, we will be joining you every weekday. A few exceptions mixed in due to the schedule. But we will be with you every weekday through the MLB postseason. When there's a game, we're here. Or there is some sort of recording that you will hear of payoff pitch to get you set for the day's action. So to get folks caught up, we did a podcast yesterday for Cleveland, uh, Cleveland and New York. Things have changed. Cleveland is still starting Aaron Savali, but the Yankees have now pivoted to Nestor Cortez. He is on the mound. That game starting just after four o'clock Eastern. What was it? Nine 30 last night, nine 30, closer to 10. They, they called the game last night. They finally decided, Hey, we're not going to play this baseball game. And we're going to, you know, we're going to can this bang this thing and we'll move it to tomorrow. Uh, and then you got the Phillies and the Padres. Zach Wheeler faces you, Darvish, just after 8 p.m. That is nationally broadcast on FS1. So, getting an update on the lines, uh, we'll go to Colin Whitchurch first since he was here yesterday. And Colin, I, I go to you because with Zerillo yesterday, um, the, the the number with Cortez pitching uh, as opposed to uh, Tayon is 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 drastically different now the Yankees are at minus 175 money line both first five and full game what what thoughts do you have in terms of Cortez going and the Cleveland sticking with Savali for a deciding game five 
Yeah, not a ton changes for me with this handicap, although I am adding a Cleveland ticket here just because the price changed in New York's direction with Cortez going. And I think that anytime you can get an underdog of what is it, 145 right now with a starting pitcher coming off three days yep. rest, yep, I think that there's good value there. Everyone's talked about since this rainout happened about how much it helps New York, and that's true. Their bullpen gets an extra day of rest, which is very much needed. If they had played yesterday, Wandy Peralta would have been potentially throwing for the fourth straight day. Clay Holmes, Jonathan Loisaga, Lou Trevino, Clark Schmidt, all through three of the previous four days. So they all get an extra day of rest. But I just don't necessarily trust Cortez here on three days rest. I think New York is going to be very diligent with uh, replacing him early. You know, Tyone was set to start yesterday. We could potentially see him in relief of Cortez if he struggles early. You know, his command was kind of shaky in game two, and that was on regular rest. So I'm not sure I trust him all that much. With Cleveland, things don't change virtually at all. The only question mark that comes in here with Cleveland now is will they use Shane Bieber in relief? They said they would not on Monday. That would have been on two days rest. This will be on three days rest. They're obviously still not going to start him. Hope to save him for game one against Houston. If Savali gets into a jam early, will they use Bieber or not? Personally, I think they will not. And whether or not they do, this bullpen is rested and ready to go. All of Cleveland's top relievers are very rested. Manuel Classe hasn't thrown in several days. James Karinczak hasn't thrown in several days. They have plenty of arms to throw at New York. So the total yesterday was seven and a half. Zerillo and I are both on the under total today is seven. I still like the under in this one. I think the plethora of arms Cleveland's going to throw is going to be fine. Even if Savali runs into trouble early, obviously he has those home run issues. There's blow up potential there, but I don't think Terry Francona is going to let it get to that point in Cleveland's offense. We've talked all postseason long is kind of so, so New York's pitching gets a little bit better after the rain out. So I have two bets for this game. I'm on under seven, minus 120 or better. And I like the Guardians full game money line right now, plus 145. I'd probably bet that to 135. Okay, very good. And the latest reporting I saw from last night on the Bieber situation is basically exactly what you said, but it, it sounds like reporters are getting word from the clubhouse that he he could possibly factor in tonight. He did push to contribute, but was overruled. So another day rest that definitely uh, makes it interesting for a team. Yeah, Francona saying all the right things about, you know, he's young. We don't want to overextend him. He's got a long career in front of him, but man, it's going to be tempting if it's a one-to-one game in the fourth or fifth inning and, and right. Savali starting to labor uh, to not go to Bieber. But the, the bonus that Cleveland and that Francona has is that they've got arms who've got them there. Uh right all year long. This is arguably the best bullpen in baseball over the course of a full season. You know, we, we talked about this yesterday. I think every team wants to find their version of the giants, Madison Bumgarner from their world series runs. But at some point, I think you just got to go with the guys who got you there. Cleveland has a lot of arms in that bullpen they can trust. So I think even if they don't go with Bieber, I don't think that there will be much second guessing, at least for me. Yeah. And I, I know you can't really look ahead, but, but, you got game one of the ALCS is scheduled for tomorrow night in Houston. And so that's a thing too, right? You, you got to go straight to Houston if you win, but you know, you gotta, you gotta focus on getting these, knocking these guys out. I, I get that. So 
Anthony, where do you stand uh, on betting angles for this deciding game five that we hope to dear God it happens tonight? Yeah, it looks good weather-wise in the Bronx for this game. So I think they'll be able to get it in, which is cool. Uh, I am not playing the under. I, I understand the argument for it. Uh, elimination game unders in baseball the last 15 years do hit about 60%. So general, that's game fives and game sevens doesn't account for wild card games or, uh, you know, this new weekend series game three thing, uh, which the Mets went over. So, but, but overall uh, you can look at the numbers on Cortez. He's only ever made one start on short rest. It was 2019. Uh, he threw two innings, gave up four earned uh, four runs, two earned seven ERA. Like that's bad, but it's one start. And Nestor Cortez was a very different pitcher in 2019 than he is in 2022. We've talked about this Guardians versus left-handed pitching thing. It's definitely a real issue for the Guardians trying to score early. But also, I have major question marks about the Yankees' bullpen. I know they got the extra day, but it's still been they've been used a lot in the last three days. Uh, you have to wonder about that compared to the, the top arms for Cleveland who have not pitched at all. The other concerning thing, and the other thing you have to consider here, west wind 10 miles an hour at the Bronx today means the wind's going to be blowing straight out of an already – Homer friendly ballpark. And uh, that can kind of be an equalizer in a way, you know, obviously Cleveland has much less power, but they get a little bit of a wind boost here. You know, a guy like a Steven Kwan or an Ahmed Rosario now gets a little bit of a power boost by this wind. Uh, Savali is not a great matchup against the Yankees based on his pitch mix. That's one other angle. So there's a lot of different conflicting angles that kind of go into trying to forecast this game out. I don't really think it matters whether the guardians use Bieber or not. Like they have enough, between their top four bullpen arms to get five or six innings. I think like class A, you expect to get two. Karinczak will give you an inning. Stefan will give you an inning. Like they have enough to get through five innings comfortably, I think with the bullpen. So Bieber may maybe comes in in like a middle inning spot, but they really do need him for tomorrow because they don't have a starter tomorrow. If they right. get, to, if they do win, they don't have any starters. Quantrill McKenzie are down. It would be who I'm bullpen day, you know, and that's risky after today. So of course, they need to get there. Maybe. Yeah, police sack probably starts, and that's a scary thought. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I lean toward the Guardians just because of the bullpen advantage. I'm not playing the total here. I will be looking for a live under if it gets to nine at any point. Uh, but that's about it for me. I'm not betting this game pregame. I think this is a, a good stay away. So many conflicting factors, hard to forecast, and the wind blowing out keeps me off the under pregame. Okay, fair enough. By the way, I think it's interesting – and I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing you guys are not even going near this because there's no value on it, but Houston to win the World Series is at plus 135 to win the American League at minus 185 on BetMGM. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I guess what I'm throwing out there is if indeed we get Bieber at some point in this game and the Guardians have a lead, don't you think about Houston? Or, or just you think maybe you wait and hope Houston loses game one of the LCS, right? Something like that. Just curious how you guys might look at Houston and say, is there any value on the Astros getting them in a spot where the Yankees or the guardians have to play a game right away on Wednesday? Yeah. I don't even think the teams can do the, the champagne celebration, right? they will be hung over for the next day. So they're going to have to not do that. Uh, it's all business tonight for whoever wins. I'm sure there'll be a minor celebration, but nothing to the extent that we've seen from some of these other teams. The interesting thing is that even if the Yankees do win, 
they're kind of Garrett Cole dependent right now, and he's only going to make one start, it looks like, unless he were to go. So, you know, yeah. he will not be available for game one or two, uh, and he would pitch game three in the Bronx Saturday. But that would mean because they play five and five, he would have to throw on three days rest in game seven if they even got that far. So you're only getting one Garrett Cole start. Uh, that's that's concerning. And if Nestor is throwing tonight, I don't know that he'd be available for game one or two either. So the Yankees will be going deep into their rotation here uh, with Severino. And then I guess Tyone and Severino would start games one and two and they would make two starts. So that's not really a, an ideal situation for the Yankees. Uh, it's just the pitching, being able to line up the pitching is so important and the Astros have so much of it. Uh, I would be looking for an Astros minus one and a half games against either opponent take the game seven variants out i think they're gonna win the series yeah it's gonna be interesting actually uh i think that the books will make new york and houston a lot closer than they would make cleveland and houston but if cleveland wins tonight they'll be set up a lot better against houston than new york would because they would potentially have um you know bieber for game one mckenzie for game two they can kind of roll their rotation out how they would normally Right. Despite the fact that this series went five games and went one day longer than expected. So I could see an argument for Cleveland, depending on what number they set there, but it's going to be really tough if it's New York. And, and, and because it's New York, because it's, you know, the second best team in the American league all season, as opposed to the third or fourth or fifth or whatever Cleveland ended up being, um, there's going to be way less value on the underdog. If New York wins tonight, than if Cleveland wins tonight. Okay. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I mean, look, the, I mean, the answer is probably no on, on getting good value on the Astros. I just, I'm just curious how that, you both did a good job there just compartmentalizing. Okay, here's the Guardian situation if they move on. Here's the Yankee situation if they move on. I just, but it, it, these games are so close that either one could still steal a game in Houston and it changes everything and the odds change so you could get a better number. So anyway, good stuff. We'll have more on whoever plays the Astros tomorrow on Payoff Pitch. Let's go to Phillies and Padres. So we discussed this series yesterday, um, but we didn't have official word on the pitching matchup for game one. It is Darvish. It is Wheeler. And currently over at the BetMGM Sportsbook, the Phillies are underdogs at plus 100 for the full game. Minus 105, first five. Padres, the favorites, minus 120, minus 115, first five. Anthony, this feels sort of similar when we saw Zach Wheeler on the mound in the NLDS, the, the, the odds seem similar, right? You're getting a, an even number on the full game, but that 
first five line also basically a pick'em. So is, is is Zach Wheeler being overlooked here again? That was a bad question. You're just gonna say yes, he's good. <laughs> yes, he's good. Yeah, I mean it's it's not just the same thing that happened in the wild card in, in the DS, but the wild card round. Uh, Zach Wheeler started game one of the wild card round. I bet yep. the Phillies at plus money in the first five innings against the Cardinals. Uh, they tied zero zero in the first five innings. The Phillies had that miraculous comeback in the ninth inning to win the game. They advanced to the DS. He is uh, plus money against Kyle Wright in the first five innings. Wright got out of one jam. Wheeler gave up one base runner in the first five innings. It was once again, zero zero. The Phillies lost that game after a Reese Hoskins play in the sixth, uh, but five betters were okay. And once again, here we are, and we get F5 on Zach Wheeler against a pitcher that he is slightly better than. Uh, and I'm going to take the plus money again. You know, Wheeler and, and to a lesser, and to the same extent, Aaron Nola have, have been the main reason that the Phillies are here. Uh, their pitching has been elite in the playoffs. And over the course of, this, of the last five months of the season, Wheeler was one of the best pitchers in the National League. We know uh, he has a marginally better strikeout minus walk rate than Darvish, marginally better pitching plus. His XCRA is about 0.4 runs lower than Darvish. Neither pitcher is going to walk a lot of guys. So it really comes down to who has more pop in the lineup, I think. And, and this, the problem for you, Darvish, in the past has been, has been giving up homers. Wheeler does not. He does an excellent job of keeping the ball in the park. The Phillies are a much better home run hitting team than the Padres. And of course, we all know the numbers on teams who hit more home runs tend to do better in the postseason tend to win postseason games if you just out-homer your opponent. Phillies were sixth in barrels and fifth in homers. Padres were 21st in homers, 20th in barrels. Now I know the Padres lead the league in the playoffs in homers thus far. Uh, that is notable, but a small sample. Um, and one other thing, I think it's big. You Darvish is really bad at holding runners. Not a great person uh, for, for, for stopping the run game. Phillies could find some success stealing a bag or two, and, and that could make a small small edge whereas the Phillies with JT and, and Wheeler are much better at controlling the run game. So I like the Phillies again, first five innings plus money. I bet it uh, last night. I think they're undervalued here. I'm going to be betting, I think, the F5 in a lot of these Wheeler and Nola starts. Again, still a little bit of a little less trust in the bullpen. I think the Padres have a clear bullpen advantage in this series with Suarez, Hayter, and Garcia pitching as well as they have. Okay, very good. Maybe uh, before we wrap, I'll get your – uh, series thought before we go Colin for game one Wheeler Darvish the pitching matchup we talked about this briefly yesterday but now that we know what you're feeling on this game one from a betting standpoint yeah it makes me sick how all over the Phillies everyone here at the action network is but I am unfortunately with Tony D from Philly here and I'm on the Phillies First five. I'm also on their full game. I know the Padres have the bullpen edge. I know Philly's bullpen scares people, but but I like both. You know, the first five line has moved outside of plus money. Got a plus money um, on Monday. But if you're looking for a bet today before the game starts, first five minus 105 is still fine. But I trust the Phillies in this spot. I trust Wheeler to get the job done against Darvish. He is a better starting pitcher. And the Philly offense is... You know, in, in betting, we never really want to talk about momentum because it's a myth. Momentum is only uh, is, isn't going to get you that far. But but I just don't see Philly's offense stopping what it did against Atlanta. It, it It's 
one of the scariest offenses in baseball during the regular season. They were a little bit inconsistent at times, which is why they were only the sixth seed in the wild card and the third best team in their own division. But we see what this offense can do when it gets hot behind the best one-two punch in baseball outside of Queens. And we're seeing it in the postseason right now. And, and I have full faith in the Phillies. So first five is obviously the smart play. I'm with Anthony there, but I'll take a stab at the full game as well, as long as it's in plus money. Okay, very good. Anthony, you got a quick series thought as far as how you might play it without any bias? Any yeah, bias? I, I, think, I, I think the price is right. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I truly think this is a toss-up. Uh, the same, you know, the same, you know, the vibes are really good in Philly right now, but the vibes are great in San Diego. They just took down a team that has owned them for the last decade, a team that has owned them even when this so-called rivalry started a couple of years ago. Remember the 2020 Epic games they played that was supposed to be the start of the rivalry and it hasn't really been one. Well, they just, they just slayed the dragon in a different way. So I think both teams are kind of playing with house money. I think it's going to be an incredible series. I think there's a lot of potential. The Phillies do have the starting pitching edge in games one, two, five, and six. I know Snell and Darvish have been really good, but Wheeler and Nola have been better. Uh, the, the Padres will have the advantage in games three and four, I think, but they have to go to Philly for that. Uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup. And I think that ballpark just favors the Phillies so heavily because of how much they slug for power. Uh, the other interesting thing, the Padres are extremely patient. Phillies top two pitchers are excellent command guys, top 10 in baseball and location numbers, but the bullpen can have walk issues. So that will get very interesting if, you know, the Phillies bullpen has command problems. They're going to be walking a lot of Padres. That's the red flag. I think this is properly lined. I think uh, the Phillies are a marginally better team. Padres get the home field advantage for the extra game. They'd have an advantage in a game seven. I think we're going six or seven. I don't have a bet. Go Phils. I don't have a bet. <laughs> well, I'm riding, I'm, riding, I'm riding my ticket from before the playoffs on, on yeah. this, the world, the, the pennant. So. <laughs> I said this on yesterday's pod, but I really like the idea of putting a splitting a unit on Phillies and six and Phillies and seven. They're both plus 500. I'm going to do that. I'm going to recommend doing that. I also have a Philly series ticket plus 110 is a great number there. And they actually, uh, BetMGM has NLCS MVP odds. I don't know uh, if you guys have looked at that yet. Talked about Zach Wheeler. Probably going to get two starts if it goes six games. Zach Wheeler, 14 to one for an LCS MVP. I know it's a, a lot harder to win awards like that as a pitcher, particularly in the World Series. NLCS, it's a little bit easier. Um, Bryce Harper's the favorite there at 700. Uh, Machado and Soto, both uh, 10 to one. But I might take a swing, small swing at Wheeler, 14 to one for an LCS MVP. A couple guys further down the board. Trent Grisham, who just has the bane of the Los Angeles Dodgers existent and the Mets 30, 30 to one and uh, Jake Crono were 30 to one as well. So there's a couple of interesting long shots there. I love betting these uh, MVPs for these postseason series world series MVP. I'll probably have a full piece on it. Uh, we, we nailed it last season with Jorge Soler, Zerillo and I uh, were both all over that before that series began. So looking at NLCS MVP numbers, we'll be looking at world series MVP numbers in about another week and a half too. Love it. But yeah, Love Phillies. It. I'm on the Phillies this series. I'm on them to win. I think it's going six or seven, like Anthony said. And so plus 500 for both those. Uh, there's there's some solid value. Love it. Love it. A lot of fun storylines. Machado Harper, Austin and Aaron Nola. It's a very exciting series. Uh, two teams that have not done a lot of winning in baseball in the last decade. 
the shortest number for San Diego for for series correct score. The shortest number on BetMGM is the Padres to win in seven at plus four hundred. Padres in six is also plus five hundred, and then Collins two bets. Phillies in six, Phillies in seven. So it's a long way of saying BetMGM thinks this is going to be a tight series. So should be fun. And Anthony is stressed out about it he's i'm still coming to grips with the fact that the nl world series representative will either be the san diego padres or philadelphia phillies and i know it's not been that long i know philly fans philly fans kind of (laughs) philly fans kind of act like boston fans in one in in a in a in a sense here where uh anytime something good happens it's like it's like holy shit this good thing actually happened and we're so struck by bad luck all the time it's like you guys won the world series in 2008 that wasn't even that long ago there's no but now it's like oh my god the phillies are in the world colin colin i can't freaking believe it what mlb franchise has the most losses in the history of baseball yeah you guys have been around for 150 years and we have incredible won the world series in 2008 i know you were only eight years old in 2008 nine but 2008 Uh, wasn't that long ago Right. But again, there's been, they made the playoffs five times in a row. And then prior to that had made the playoffs like five times in franchise history. So they also made the world series other times in my lifetime, the early nineties, they were in the world series, Joe Carter, look him up on baseball reference. Anthony, this is before your time, uh, hit a memorable home run. (laughs) All right. We'll let you two take this off the air and, uh, hash this out so I'm, I'm just offended that you roped boston into this so anyway for colin whitchurch and anthony debundo brendan glasheen thanks everybody for tuning in to payoff pitch we are back tomorrow to get you set for game one of the alcs and then also game two of the nlcs padres and phillies please rate review subscribe payoff pitch and like we mentioned Don't forget to follow the guys' picks from the podcast this morning by searching Payoff Pitch Podcast in the Action Network app. Payoff Pitch presented by BetMGM. We will see you all again tomorrow. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.